Hello, Liz. Welcome, friends, as we attempt to pull ourselves out of the dumps. <laughs> and what we mean by dumps is just that uh, we are nowhere near the end of this pandemic. And we've been reflecting on how much more impacted women are right now in the workforce. And um, I read an article this morning in the New York Times um, with the subtitle, Mothers are the shock absorbers of our society. And the statistics are um, pretty staggering that um, in September, four times more women than men dropped out of the labor force. And of course, you know, it's no surprise that that coincides with children going back to school. And um, it's, it's really, really a challenge to try to be a professional right now and to have um, a particularly small children or children with special needs attending school. And I'm experiencing it myself. I'm seeing it in my own uh, workplace. And um, you, Gwen, said to me earlier, if, if companies don't step up and, and really support um, people, particularly women, trying to participate in the economy while helping their children get some semblance of an education, um, the, the setback over time is going to be uh, enormous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was just commenting that Yesterday, um, a report by McKinsey came out and it's an annual report called Lean In that they have um, commissioned for the last six years or more. Um, I have not read it thoroughly, but the uh, introduction and, and contents uh, clearly state that um, companies are at risk of backsliding um, with women in, in all positions of leadership over the last six years just due to COVID and this pandemic and senior women leaders, uh, women of color, women with disabilities are at even higher risk. And, you know, uh, I'm not feeling so great today. I'm feeling sad. Um, I had a colleague yesterday, a male former colleague, um, described the fact that his wife lost her position in the spring and just found a, a new role and is excited about it. Um, and yet their school um, might be having a COVID spike and they're, they're just scared to death. It's going to mean the kids, their small children will be going back to virtual school and his wife will need to quit her good professional role. So it hits home for all of us. Um, as I scanned through the article uh, or the report, which I'll get on our Instigating uh, Women and Friends site so everyone has access to it. Um, it does describe in there that companies really are going to need to step up. Um, all of this makes a basic underlying assumption, which I hold and I know Liz holds as well, um, that 50-50 um, is what we're striving for that men have talent, uh, women have talent, um, and those, those strengths can be even better together. So that 50-50 uh, goal um, is, is what we ascribe to. Um, and honestly, I can't think of a better role 
to prepare um, any person uh, for leadership than parenthood. <laughs> so if companies are at risk of losing a good portion of their female employment, their female leadership, their female senior leaders, um, that, that is a real loss in people that know um, how to flex, how to negotiate, how to multitask, how to, multitask. <laughs> how to be creative. Um, oh, gosh. Um, you said negotiate and oh my goodness gracious. My kids are the hardest negotiators I've ever been around. Yes. <sighs> My second grader is watching a show right now because she negotiated that, even though it's a school day and she's not supposed to, but I wanted to be with you uninterrupted. So <laughs> she's in there watching some, some horrible show about camp that's probably too old for her. <laughs> so, you know, what you're making me think of is, you know, what does it mean for a company to step up? Right. And I'm just curious what your ideas are. I, I, I have some, but what, what does that look like? Yeah, I, I'm just wondering what it could look like um, if companies are able not only to support families in daycare, but to support families with school-aged children. Um, I know parents who are leaving the workforce because they now feel compelled to homeschool in groups with other parents. Um, are there opportunities for companies to get involved? Um, YMCAs sometimes, um, at least um, in the Midwest, are able to create space for kids to come into the YMCA on school days so parents can work and the Y can, can be with the children. Um, you know, can companies, can not-for-profits um, really go outside their lane, um, at least for a while here, to ensure that the parents um, can be part of this workforce, not be worried that their child is either unattended or in an unsafe environment going through virtual school, or withdrawing from the workforce altogether, um, which really is a detriment to the economy. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Doing some type of subsidy would be really, really helpful. I think too, just reflecting on conversations at my own workplace this past week, um, and the article that talked about many women pay to work meaning that in the US, childcare is so expensive that it takes nearly all of many of our um, worker salaries, female worker salaries in order to cover daycare costs. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and those people too, the, the people that earn um, a, a lower wage, they tend to be the customer facing employees. Right. And so another inequity that I'm seeing is that the people that make a higher salary tend to also have more flexibility because they're less customer facing. And so they can work remote mm -hmm. or flex their hours. Right. 
and it creates yet another level of, of disparity. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying to, to the leadership where I work is, how are you going to create flexibility, which is what women need, without doing it in a way that allows the more privileged employees to take advantage of the flexibility and not the, the people with less privilege. And so, I mean, that's a real problem. And to me, some of the ways that you tackle that are if you're going to, to have um, remote opportunities, you also need to look at for the people who can't be remote, how do we create job share, right? How do we flex schedules so that people can keep their jobs and keep their children in school? Right. And it just highlights a gap um, even in the education of our children that employers have been very much focused on starting in grade school uh, to ensure that children get the right education to be that future workforce. A whole lot of energy, rightly so, has gone into STEM um, and preparing kids for science and technology and engineering and math and certainly um, more focus on girls in those future STEM careers because there's a, another gap there. Um, I'm wondering how are companies grappling with the fact that not only now are kids maybe not getting STEM education, which we see as the future, they may not be getting basic education and um, their, their female workforce and, and female leaders um, are the ones at home. So um, trying to educate those children who, who aren't educators professionally. So how do the companies really think about these gaps and these issues in terms of their future workforce of these kids? And, and what are they going to lose over the next year or two um, when we were making progress on future workforce as well? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's in, in my school district, there is a big controversy controversy happening right now because uh, the children in middle school, they are doing math and science one hour every two weeks. Oh. And they're doing PE nearly every day. Wow. <laughs> oh, the, the <sighs> right? Like, what is that? So the, it's being discussed right now. And, and here's, I mean, just talk about another disparity, right? I am able to pay for a tutor so that my children don't fall behind. How unfair is that? So they're getting math and science twice a week. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like we need support not only from companies, but from the education system and maybe higher academia as um, virtual allows education to be provided in brand new ways and at scale. Um, how does the education system help the parents and help the women to provide those basic needs, um, even I, if they are at home? I texted um, Amelia's second grade teacher yesterday because she was attending school next to me um, with binoculars. Hmm. Yes, my child attended school with binoculars because <laughs> you know, I had tried, I deigned to go do something yeah and i came back in and she's like this 
attending school with the binoculars backwards too. So that's helpful. Um, I, I fixed that. And then I texted her teacher with an apology that she had been attending via binocular. And then I said, you should be sainted immediately. I do not know how you do this. If I was offered a million dollars to take over your classroom, I could not do it because she's, I mean, <laughs> she's trying to deliver instruction and she's saying things like, you know, Charlie, can you please, you know, just, you don't have to talk about going to the bathroom, just go to the bathroom and please put yourself back on mute. Or, you know, I don't need to see your dog, Lacey. Uh, let's focus back on counting. I mean, it's just insane. <laughs> it's, it's insane. I can't no. imagine being right now. I can't either. I, I really can't. I, my mom was a teacher. Two of my aunt, three of my aunts were teachers. Um, I, I knew that was not my calling then when it was in the classroom. I can't imagine now. So what ideas, how do we help support? I think we, uh, you know, I'm just thinking for myself, I forwarded that article from the New York Times to um, the CEO and the incoming CEO and the administrator and to my husband, who's the head of HR at a, you know, over 1000 employee company and said, this is important to read. Okay. And, you know, so I, I mean, I think that we have to be the people saying we can if and really putting it back on the radar and back on the radar and really requiring that attention be paid. Okay. And I can get that report out on instigating women and friends sites. And we can ask everybody to comment um, as they read through it, what ideas do they have and then to forward to their companies or executive leaders that they know in various companies as well to spread uh, the word. There are some good insights about allyship and, and other um, components of the work that companies might want to consider. Mm -hmm. And I think grace, mm -hmm. I mean, and, and, and thanking, thanking people. I mean, thanking our teachers, right? Right. Thanking our coworkers, you know, I mean, you and I have talked a number of times about how we, we get pitted against one another. Right. Right. And that, and so we need to not, we need to not look for opportunities to push each other down. You know, if I, I mean, if, if somebody that I work with needs some grace, needs a, you know, needs to take a pass on a project, right? Don't shame each other for, for what we need to do so that we can be, we can absorb the shock right. as it said in the article. Right. I inherently believe everybody is doing the very best they can right now. And you said it at the beginning of, of the session, um, this pandemic doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. Um, are we in a second wave as I'm seeing maybe today? I don't know, but I can tell you that um, the news that a 20 otherwise healthy 25 year old man uh, earlier this week uh, is now known to have contracted COVID twice. And the second uh, contraction was more serious than the first, um, creates a lot of worry. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. 60,000 new cases yesterday. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Mm -hmm. So but. we need to um, just take the long view of this um, and really set our sights on understanding what new creative opportunities there are um, and, and raise those up and share those and spread that um, along with the appreciation and the thanks. Yeah. Yep. Amen to that.